This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is a special edition iFanboy podcast on Deadpool. Welcome to the Special Tonight Fanboy Podcast on Deadpool. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And we're here to talk about the new Fox film, Deadpool. 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 Press, <laughs> press one for Deadpool. <laughs> Everybody's pressing one for Deadpool this weekend. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I've said that already. Yes. And 
So let's uh, just start with a spoiler warning. We always forget it. So if you haven't seen the movie, there'll be some spoilers as we talk about the the new film and uh, what we thought about it. Um, so this was an interesting film, Ron, because when we were talking about it before it came out, we were wondering if this. We're always wondering if this is peak superhero film, right? If this is if this is the if this is either the 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 top of the mountain or the beginning of the downfall or you know fatigue is something that a lot of people are worrying about and talking about. Um, we wondered and, that for Guardians of the Galaxy. We wondered it for Ant Man. Yeah. Which which one will be the one that causes the crash? The one with the big budget, although this didn't have a big budget, but uh, uh, the one with the big budget with the big you know kind of push that nobody goes to see. It's the spectacular flame out one. Yeah. So so here we are in in the midst of the opening weekend, and it does not look as if Dead, Deadpool is the one is the uh, is the beginning of the end. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just gonna come right out. I fucking love this movie. It was great. It was great. <laughs> I. Um, my uh, my coworkers and I occasionally go to a film and we're all interested and have time. We went to a uh, you know right after work showing on Friday at the Drink and Eat Theater. Nice. I figured this was an appropriate. You can't go to any movie at the Drink and Eat Theater. I don't wanna, I don't want to see Spotlight at the Drink and Eat Theater. But <laughs> uh, we thought Deadpool would have been fun. So what was, what was great about it was I had at least two strong Belgian ales in me for the film. Well done. And, uh, it made it more enjoyable. But everyone in the theater. Loved this movie, uh, including me and my coworkers. Um, well, I, I think I think that it really taps into something that I think that I think moviegoers, especially the superhero genre, want to see. Which you know, I'll give it credit. Going with you know, embracing the R rating. Yes. Embra- yes. Embracing embracing a. I don't know if ra- raunchy is the right appro- right word or right it's approach. Which it was. Yeah, pr- but you know, but kind of a raunchy kind of a approach to it. Um, I, I really believe, you know, like the, the, this, you know, it's funny because when, you know, movies like Superbad and all that sort of stuff came out and everyone's like, oh, people really want hard R movies. And then and then a bunch of R rated movies came out that nobody cared about. And everyone's like, oh, maybe they don't, whatever. But I think that in the world of superheroes, um, after, how you know, 10 years now of PG-13, you know, high action, you know, but like not very, you know, some light humor, but not not hard humor. Um, I think this is filling a niche, and and of all the characters in comics to do that, Deadpool is perfect for it. So as much as as much as we lament it, and as much as we, <laughs> well, you know. we'll get we'll get into our general feelings on the Deadpool characters in one second. I just yeah. want to touch on what you're talking about. I think this movie does three things well. Yeah. One, much kind of like Ant Man, it's a smaller scope film. It's yeah. not about Deadpool isn't saving the world. He's not saving the universe. He's not even saving a city. He's just getting revenge. It's a personal story. Yeah. Um, number two, it's extremely funny. Yeah. And I think that as much as comic book fans want their superheroes to be extremely serious, I think the general audience really responds to the f- superhero films that are really funny. I mean, there are exceptions like the Dark Knight films, but ul- yeah. ultimately, you know, just look at the massive success of Guardians of the Galaxy. Why was Iron Man so successful in the beginning? Because Robert Robert Downey Jr. was really funny. I mean, I think there, there, there's a, humor is a real benefit to these movies when done correctly. Agreed, totally agreed. And um, three, as you said, it it's a it's you're not going to get this kind of experience with a, with a Marvel Studios film. You're not going to get a hard R, nudity, uh, cursing, sex. Yep. Graphic violence. I mean, this is. I mean, what's, what's a different what's... kind of? I haven't. Seen, you know, we've seen a lot of superhero films in the last. Since 2000, when, when X Men came out, yeah, 
And we have not seen a superhero film like this one from a major character and, from a major studio. And I th- and I thought about it about uh, about a quarter of the way through this movie as I'm just getting assaulted with the with the curses and the nudity and everything, right? And that's what it kind of dawned on me that I'm kind of glad to see Fox grow some balls. Yeah. Because like because because basically what what we've you know all we've heard about is the 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 Cold War between Marvel Studios and Fox and the the fight for the X-Men and how Fox is never going to give it up and all this sort of stuff. And I really feel as if Fox hasn't taken, been like, you know, screw it. We're going to, you know, like, we're, you know, and, and take a risk. And they did with this finally. And I think it's, I think it's great. And honestly, this could pave the way to make the X-Men movies a lot. I mean, like to see Deadpool in a future X-Men movie would be great. Would be, you know, it, th- I actually thought about that as yeah. cause one of the major themes of the film. Let's, let's get into real quickly the overview. So this is a origin story. As they all are, but what I liked about it was that it dropped you in the middle of the action. We didn't get the origin until we got flashbacks in the middle. Right. Um, you know, it starts off right away with Deadpool in action. But it's a, you know, it's an origin story for Deadpool, but it also is heavily, since it is a Fox film, since Deadpool, I believe, is, is he still a mutant in the comics? I don't remember. Yeah. Yes-ish. Uh, yeah. Since he is part of that list of characters that Fox owns, it takes place in the X-Men movie universe, and we get a lot of, well, not only... Two of his, two of the co-stars of the film are X-Men. Um, well, one, but, one and a half. One and a half. Well, because one of the characters is completely CGI or CG. CG so. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, well, the, the, he's a character in the film. He's a, they're X-Men characters, and you know we yeah. see the X-Mansion and all that stuff. So I, there was one point where they were all together, and I was like, "Man, it'd be really funny in the next one." Yeah. You know, after Apocalypse, when they go back to to the present day, right? To uh, to have you know just Ryan Reynolds pop you know walk through the background or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, the the opportunity is is great for it, and and yeah, and I I agree with you. I think I think the I I don't think the movie was perfect. I, I think that no, yeah, but it was I, hysterical. Yeah, it it was hysterical. I mean, and it was almost I was thinking about it because it almost is it it the jokes and the humor was so relentless and so nonstop that it was almost too much. And then when I thought about that, that's exactly the right amount for Deadpool. Exactly. That's the yeah. thing. I read it. I read a review. Um, don't remember which outlet it was. It might have been the New York Times, or, or actually, it might have been the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, that said, you know, it was, a, it was a machine gun joke style that that and they didn't all hit. And I was like, well, that is that's the whole point of Deadpool, as, as I was aware. Yeah. Yeah. From my, my limited exposure to him in the comics, is he is not all of his jokes are going to be hit, but he's going to do them nonstop. Nonstop. And nonstop. And and this and this had it was just it was it was relentless. It was just you know. Um, it, it was, it, uh, and and that, that's exactly spot on. They they got the tone of the character completely right. Ryan Reynolds com- completely owned it and became and has the be- perfect character. This is a yeah. this is one of those Robert Downey Jr. moments. This is the perfect melding of yep. character and and actor. Now he's the, the irony is he played Deadpool in that terrible X, uh, Wolverine oh. movie, and there was a couple of jokes about that. You know, yep. don't sew my mouth shut or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he just it was just awful, but. Uh, you know he's an interesting actor. I always like him a lot in his f- films. He gets maligned a lot, but I always enjoy him. I I think he's very funny, um, and so this is just a perfect opportunity for him to own it and do the character justice. I mean, this is yeah. this is almost one of the most true page to screen translations of a character in these films. It really he's, is. Yeah, it really, really is. I mean, like the the the. I mean, and and the funny thing is, is that so there's a lot of uh, there's been a lot a lot of credit give, given to Rob Liefeld and Fabian Nicienza as, as the creators of the characters, 
um, of the character, which is true. Which you know, you know, they they definitely New Mutants number ninety eight. I have the issue, um, but he was ninety one. He was a very, very different character back then. Um, you know, he was straight up badass assassin kind of character. And it wasn't until Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis that we really got the, you know, Merc with a mouth, wisecracking, break the fourth wall, and all that sort of stuff. And then it's you know kind of, and that's the character that we see in this movie. Yeah, that's the, that's the irony of all this. Yeah, happening in our life, while claiming full responsibility for Deadpool is that this is not his Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, at no point does. Ryan Reynolds grit his teeth and talks through those gritted teeth. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, this is this is completely the Deadpool with the little with the little uh, the, the the mask, the little bit at the hanging off of the top of the head at the mask. Yeah. You know, like, which I never understood. But um, you know, and the, the 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 making jokes and breaking the fourth wall and talking directly to the camera, which which you know is wor- It's funny because I was thinking about how it works, how it works in the comics, and then how it works similarly but different in the movie. And how that's a risk, how that, that that could completely blow up in your face, but they were able to make it work enough. You know exactly when he's talking to us, and you know exactly when he's in the moment. Um, we even moved the camera a few times. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, and and what what, what I love. Okay, so go, going back to the movie, what I love about this is that like yes, you know how you know they drop you right into the action, and it's you know no, there's no you know kind of slow build, just right into it. But the moment. I'll give a credit. The opening credits, I was like, oh, this is not going to be like anything I've seen before. <laughs> yeah. I thought the, the opening credits, I was cracking up because they were, you know, because instead of doing the names of the people, they, it, it was it was snarky comments about who, they, <laughs> like, like it was, you know, like, you know, like. Uh, Produced you know. by some asshats, directed yeah. by some useless douchebag. It's- yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's like uh, um, uh, a, a, a villain with a British accent, you know. <laughs> was, a CGI character. Yeah. A teenage girl. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was funny. It was, and and I loved the relentless. Um, I mean, it's, it's a completely meta film. I mean, you know, in in the Deadpool style, I love the relentless taking down of Hugh Jackman. Yep, he was just a constant joke, uh, butt of jokes in the film. Um, which was, was great, which was great. Which was yeah, yeah. The coup de grace was the uh, the mask under the mask when he took off his Deadpool mask and he had a Hugh Jackman mask on. Yep, or a Hugh Jackman face that he cut off a of People magazine. Yep. Um, I love the line about, you know, we're taking you to the professor. Well, which professor? Is it Stewart or McAvoy? Yep. I can never get these timelines straight. And it was, <laughs> I mean, those were all really funny, and the audience loved them. Um, the cast was great. T.J. Miller was actually kind of restrained for him. Way restrained, yeah, but still funny, yeah. yeah. Very funny, but I thought he would be much more, because the energy of the film, by the time he shows up, I thought he'd be much more yeah. off the wall. He was very funny. Um, the uh, Monica Bakker, how do you say her name? Bakkerin. Akarin was great. Yep. That's the girlfriend, stripper, uh, hooker, um, girlfriend with a who who's, gives gives uh, wages as much as she she gets from him. Yep. Um, I mean, I love I, I love uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, which is a, char- a character from Grant Morrison's run on X Men. Yep. Which uh, is not someone you expect to show up in these in these. And w- which, w- which was awesome is that she was all I mean she she so she she was there along with Colossus as the as the representation from the X Men and what I, what I really liked about that was that she was you know she was all kind of broody gothy kind of teenager you know with the you know dark lipstick and wearing black but when the battle started 
and she uh, she exploded for the first time. You reveal that she's wearing the the blue and yellows. Yeah, that she's yeah. got her X Men costume on, and it was like, I, and that that I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I got really psyched about that because that that's the moment the 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 interplay and the involvement with the X Men franchise I think is is the is the hidden gem of this movie. So here, here, let me ask yeah. you a question because yes. this is probably the only thing we're going to disagree on. What did you think of Colossus? Um, I, also, strange fun fact: uh, actor who did the voice German. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't. I didn't love him. I didn't love him either. I didn't love him. I didn't my lo- least favorite thing about the movie. Honestly, I didn't love him. I didn't love the full CG character. I understand why. I understand how. There, there was a couple of things that I liked. You know, there are a couple of things that I like when they're in the taxi cab going to the final battle, and he's all hunched over. That was yeah. kind of funny. Um, I thought the accent, like I don't know what I expect Colossus to hear, like in my head, but I felt the accent was too stereotypical Russian. He sounded like a Russian thug. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which is not the voice in my head for Colossus. Me neither. Because Colossus, because Colossus has a gentleness to him. He needs. Yes, he didn't come off. The, he needs an accent, and I didn't. I didn't. The only thing I didn't like. Well, one of the things I didn't like Brian Singer's done is when he first had Colossus on, he didn't have an accent at all, and that annoyed me. Yeah, I think we probably talked about that way back. Yeah, yeah. And so I was happy he actually had a Russian accent. Yeah. However, I thought it was the wrong kind of Russian accent, and also agreed. I just didn't like how much he was basically like the Hulk. Yeah. And including his body type, he was this giant bruiser of a body type, and that's. I mean, Colossus is a big dude, but he's not like, you know, he, he's a leanness he's not, to him. I mean, he's like, not like I, tree trunk arms guy. Yeah, I mean, because the thing the thing about Colossus is that like he, you know, I always how I how I think he should be is that. Um, the way Tim Sale drew uh, drew Superman in Superman for All Seasons, like he he grew up on a farm, right? Like he's a farm boy, you know. So he's got he's a big guy and he's got heft to him, but he's also slender in in a way, and he's also you know like he's also you know like he's I don't know it's just it's weird. I did like the the hair. I thought his hair looked good. I thought you know yeah, I, don't yeah, know. I mean he looked yeah. Facial, I mean, it just—it was just off. It's I just something, and and I chalk it up to the low budget. That's what I chalk it up to, you know. Um, I guess, but the, the design of it is, yeah. you know, he, they gave him these giant Hulk-like arms, and and it's just like he just—it was too big. I didn't like the accent. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like the type of accent. I didn't love—I didn't love Colossus. I didn't love him as much as I wanted to. Which is sad because yeah, because we haven't really had a real Colossus on the screen yet. Yeah, no. and uh, but you know, I took it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, but I, but the interplay with the X-Men was great. Like when, and when, what was funny is like when Deadpool goes to the mansion to ask for Colossus's help, I, I like, he knocks yeah. on the door and Negasonic Teenage Warhead opens the door and he's just like, he's just like, why is every time I come here, I only see like one or two of you. This movie has no budget. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like has no, no more budget. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was just a very funny movie. It was, I thought it was interesting for Ryan Reynolds in particular is that he spends probably eighty to ninety percent of the movie behind the mat, full yep. full face mask, which yep. which I don't know if people realize what a big deal that is for a movie star to do. Yeah, studios do not like to put their beautiful movie stars covered up. That's why Iron Man is constantly taking his helmet off, and why Captain America is constantly having his mask off, and why they're both off on all the posters. I mean, you you're paying for these these people's faces basically, right. and. Uh, for the most part, we don't even see. I mean, it's his body. You can clearly tell. And I mean, obviously, there's some stuntman work, but I mean, he's he he's there. But it's uh, he's covered up most of the time. And when he's not yeah. covered up, he's got his grotesque, you know, uh, facial. Well, that, that, that that's the thing, up. and that's the thing too is that I guess I guess the the um was the the concession they made with that 
is that I thought the uh, so uh, Deadpool or Wade without the mask, he's supposed to be all deformed and and his you know kind of all you know his 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 face is destroyed from what all the stuff all the experimentations or whatever. I honestly thought that like I, I thought they went a little light on the makeup for that. I, I thought he would look worse, you know, like, and they, they made such a big deal about how bad he looked, but I was like, hey, he doesn't look that bad, you know, like, I don't know. He looked, he looked, he looked bad, but he also apparently smelled really bad. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it was, I mean, as for a movie star who's, yeah. who are vain creatures by, by design and right. whose studios pay a lot of money to have to feature on posters and things, he's, his face is behind a, a mask most of the time. The costume was wonderful. I love the, the fact that the great, mask... Yeah. The masks change expression. The eyes change expression, like yep. in like in the comics. I loved that a lot. Yeah, it's, um, ama- it's amazing how how animated those white eyes could be. And it was funny after th- after you know the tra- one of the trailers we got, one of the many many trailers because it was an AMC theater. We probably got twenty five trailers. Um, yeah. Was for the Batman Superman movie, and and again you you see a Batman with his pupils, which is not the worst thing in the world. But then you go right to this movie where you've got the white eyes, and I was like, this he looks exactly like. Yep comics it's really amazing yep um it's just a really well well done mid-budget superhero film that yeah just despite the, the despite the low budget i mean it was only a 40 million dollar budget i think i mean which i didn't and it didn't even feel like it was super low budget i mean you could definitely see where they cut corners and all that sort of stuff which makes sense i will say i i didn't love the villain I didn't yeah, love. I, mean, I didn't kind of generic. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't love the premise. You know, like base. You know, like I, I mean, I, I get that they had to get you know the experimentation to have and unlock the mutant gene in him and and do all that sort of stuff. And then he wanted the revenge. But like, I just didn't didn't love it. But uh, but it's fine. You know, um, I think everything else around it was was just delightful. I mean, everything from the bar, like TJ, like it's TJ Miller as a character, uh, who's the bartender, who's who's the weasel character from the comics, also from the Joe Kelly comics. Um, <laughs> blind Al, his blind uh, African American oh, elderly really yeah, roommate, it was very <laughs> she, funny. And their relationship was amazing. I, yeah. I, it was it was my my friend described it as so funny it hurt. Yeah, yes, um, yeah. So much fun. No, I'm sorry. So much fun it hurt. Like yep, every, yep. everyone was. Constantly just laughing, and it well, was so. So to that point, uh, sh- should we should we mention what I think is possibly the the funniest moment of the entire movie? Sure. Uh, the end credit sequence. You mean after the credits? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, end credits. Yeah, after the credits. Um, yes, yes, yes. That was, uh, and, and I know we're talking spoilers and all this sort of stuff, and I I don't want to, but I don't want to. I almost don't want to talk about it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But I I I don't think I've laughed as loud or as hard in a while at something <laughs> like that. I mean, it was just like, I mean, because it's the per- perfect perfect homage, perfect one to reference. You know, yep. like it just made perfect sense to do, you know, to break the fourth wall and talk to the screen, and they just nailed it. I thought it was just great. It was, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, everything about this movie was was funny and yeah. well done, and a great homages, um, but also in a unique and fun way. That, again, like you're not going to see another superhero movie like this. You're not going to watch right. this and think, you know, no one's going to watch this and have the reaction they had to Age of Ultron, which is just more. It's more of the same. It's yeah. not. You're not going to get anything else like this. And you can't do this really with anyone else right? out there. Now, it's interesting that I love this so much because I historically have had nothing but disdain for Deadpool. I know. I know. I, I, I really liked him in Remender's Uncanny X... No. X-Force. 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 Uncanny yep. X-Force. But, uh, I, you know, beyond that, I don't really have much... I don't even have much of a history with him. I didn't really... I didn't read the, the Kelly McGinnis stuff. Yep. Um... I just always was annoyed by him, even as a kid, when I right. should have been the proper uh, 
I was the proper audience for that. As a, well, like, yeah, and, and it's funny because I, I, you know, like I also like I've I've read them off and on. Of course, I read them through the through New Mutants X Force when he first came on on board, and and then you know, kind of I read a little bit of the Kelly run. I didn't read any of Gail Simone's, and I've read, but the majority of Deadpool I read was in Uncanny X-Force, which I liked because it was tempered, because it was, Rick really got the voice and really got the insanity of Deadpool, but yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the focus of, it was just a member of the team, so it wasn't the focus of everything, um, and that's the one thing I was worried about this, and that it was, you know, that this is just all Deadpool all the time, and it, it, it was tiring, and it was exhausting, but it also was, uh, it, it was the, the right amount, I think, I think right. they, they nailed it, so, um. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you, you, I think I felt tired in a good way after it. Yes, you know? yep, like yep. I was like, wow, that was that was fun. Yeah, that was a great time. I'm yep. tired from laughing. I'm gonna, you know, I'll be done laughing now. It was, yeah. it was fun. I don't know, you know, we keep saying it over and over, but that's what that's exactly what it was. And uh, I like that we can we we get the, the superhero genre is malleable enough that we can get these different kind of films, right? And but it's still it's still squarely a superhero film. There's still a lot of big action in it. Yep. a lot of great choreographed fighting. Yep. Um, and it, fit, it fits in that X Men world without you know being too bizarre, right? And uh, you know it's fun. Yeah, I no, I, I'm really kind of excited for the post apocalypse movie. You know, like the, so. So assuming that the apocalypse ends, the Brian Singer. You know, whatever. You know, like I feel like that's a bookend. You know, and it's got to be, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then they're gonna reboot and or not reboot, but they're gonna go more current. You know, like present day stories, and to have Deadpool randomly show up is something I'm looking forward to. I think they're they're crazy if they don't do it. You know, um, yeah. So yeah. So if you're looking for a good time at the movies, I mean, this yeah. is it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat this movie. Oh my! Uh, my other favorite part. I'm laughing. My other favorite part was uh, when they're. So there's an ongoing bit where Deadpool's riding in this cab to go like to, I love the to, cab guy. The, the cab, yeah, the cab driver's great. And and in the first scene, the cab driver tells us is, is a little tale of woe about you know his, his cousin stole his girlfriend or whatever. And Deadpool tells him what he needs to do. And then the second time, they're in the cab with Colossus and Negasonic, and the cousin is in the trunk. And the guy's like, "I'm doing what you told me to." And Deadpool's like, "No, I didn't tell you to do that." And he's like, "Yes, do it." You know, like the the under his breath, like it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene was hysterical. It was, he, was bo- he was born to play this character. Yeah, he really he was. Really yeah. was. He really yeah. was. He nailed it. Um, yeah. He gave it weight. One of, the, one of the funniest bits of the movie was not in the movie itself, was um, in the theater at the end when uh, Deadpool reveals his face to, to his girlfriend. What was her name? What was the character's name? Uh, why did IMDb change the way they lay things out? <laughs> um, uh, Vanessa, when he reveals, yeah, Vanessa. reveals to Vanessa her fa- his face, and she says, that's a face I'd proudly sit on. Yep. And after the laughter died down, there was a girl in the back theater who yelled, you get it, girl! <laughs> um, it was, because by that point, everyone was just completely bought into the to the, yeah. to the joy of, of the film. And yep. uh, it, was, it, was just, it was just great. I'm looking forward, I mean, this movie is doing so incredibly well at the box office that there will, definitely, there will definitely be a sequel. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine he won't show up in, at least in a cameo in the next, you know, X movie, just yeah. based on the popularity. Of well, I mean, and, and I mean, who knows? Maybe he shows up in Gambit with, with Channing Tatum. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Um, it's like it's 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 like Fox is testing me personally. Yep. I mean, I I historically hated Deadpool. Yeah. Historically. Really hated Gambit. Yep. And I loved this movie. I love Channing Tatum. 
God damn it. Well, you know, it's, it's, they're making a fan of you. It's amazing. So. <laughs> if you told me ten years ago that I would be raving about a Deadpool movie and looking I, forward to more, I would, I would have punched you in the face. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right I'm right there with you. It's it's not is the last thing I would have expected, but I I'm having so much fun watching everybody react to it and enjoy it and it's good. I mean, and I'm glad I mean and and I'm glad for Rob Liefeld is on top of the world and that's great. This character he created is up on the on the big screen and and you know, it, it, this is I I can think of nothing but positive things coming from this movie. You know. So. And uh there was a lot made of Liefeld's cameo, which is so fast. I don't even think he's a focus on the screen. Yeah, he's just—he's just—he's there in the bar, and he walks past him, and he doesn't—he say, "Hey, Rob," or something like that. It's just yeah. like, yeah. And also, also the um, at least in the cut I saw, because I saw a, a press preview like a, a week ago um, on the in in the 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 battle on the freeway. That, oh, the Nicieza, yeah. Yeah, but you see the street sign say Nicieza, and then Liefeld Street, but they they spelled Liefeld wrong. <laughs> on the street sign, yeah, they they inverted the I and the E, so that's uh, amazing. yeah. And I looked at, it, I was like, oh, I like, I I did like a double take, and I was like, oh, I want to see it again to see if it's in the final print or not. But uh, well, yeah. you know, to be yeah. fair, it is a hard, it is hard. It's fine. Oh, and we had the, the the Stanley cameo as the MC and the stripper in this in the strip club. So whatever. There, there are things I could say about that, but I won't. Yeah, yeah, well, I know. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I, we live in a world where the, the Deadpool movie is great, and I would tell people to go see it, and and that that's that's at the same time. Horrifying and awesome. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, so go see it. Uh, go to ifanboy.com where you can uh, comment on this post on the post for this podcast and tell everybody what you thought of it. Um, share your thoughts about Deadpool. Uh, we want to hear what you think of it, whether you liked it or not. Um, and then, so Connor, what's next? Is it Superman, Batman, <sighs> Daredevil? Oh, okay, Daredevil. Second next. season of Daredevil comes out the week before Superman, Batman. It's going to be a busy March. Yeah. Um, March, April is going to be busy for special edition shows. So we're going to have the Daredevil Season 2 podcast, all the Batman Superman podcast. There'll be another animated DC podcast. Yeah. Um, that's just off the top of my head. All the trailers we got bombarded with, we were just like, oh, Jesus, like Suicide Squad. And, yeah. And then X-Men Apocalypse later on. And then, the, you so, know, it's just going to be a lot going on this year. Yeah, it looks like not, not kind of the TV, just the movies. We got Batman Superman at the end of March. And then we got Captain America Civil War in the beginning of May. Right. X-Men Apocalypse at the end of May. Suicide Squad in August. And Gambit. Doctor, Doctor Strange in November. Gambit in October. And then Doctor Strange in November. Yeah. Have they even started shooting Gambit? I, I, they, if it's scheduled to come out, I guess so. I don't. I don't know that that's actually coming out in October. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think they've actually started making that movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's listed on IMDb as 2017. So yeah, so, yeah, I don't, so, yeah they, they, that got delayed. Not. That got yeah. delayed. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. So it looks as if yeah, 2017. So maybe they haven't been shooting it. Yet. I think the director dropped out of that movie. Oh, even so. even better. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> so you'll be hearing from us a lot, and of course we end the year with Rogue One, a new, a new Star Wars movie at the end of the year. So there'll be a lot of special edition shows coming out this year. I'm looking forward to them. I'm excited for almost all of them. Yep. Me too. Um, me too. Uh, look at the list. I'm excited for all. Oh well, no, I can't say I'm excited for Batman Superman. I'm excited for it. I'm, I want to embrace it. I want to embrace it in whatever direction it goes in. I'm I'm there. I'm on board. Right. So. Excited is not the word I'm using. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited for X Men Apocalypse. Whoo! All right. Well. So uh, Oscar Isaac action. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. Well. So we'll be back for Daredevil season two in March. And until then, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I don't have a joke. They, Deadpool made. Deadpool took all the jokes. <laughs>